and welcome to my hearth. In the last episode, we started to have a look at Cabena de Latte and we're talking about how important it is in storytelling, especially the extravagance of the characters. Now today we're going to look at a very specific version of this, which was very particular to Commedia dell'arte, and that is to look at a character who is defined by their failure. Now I better go a bit further into this. What I'm talking about here is someone who wants to do something or be something, and for a specific reason, they can't, but that doesn't stop them trying. And of course, that's delightful when we're thinking about the humour of it. To make it clear, I'll look at a very specific example, although I realised when I was thinking about this, that there's one element of it which might be confusing. So feel free to comment to me if you're going, I don't quite get this. But let's have a go anyway. One of the main stock characters of Commedia dell'arte was Il Capitano. That is the man who is pretending not just to be a soldier, but pretending to be a hero. And of course, he isn't. It transpires in many of the Commedia dell'arte plots that he isn't even, in the end, a soldier. He's just pretending to be one. However, that does not stop him having a real go at being a soldier, at being a hero. I'll give an example of it that everyone tends to know, and that is the Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz. Now, when we meet him, he's always trying to have a fight with people and saying, you know, put him up, put him up, and pretending to be very brave and very soldierly-like. But in the end, of course, he is the cowardly lion, and he doesn't have courage. He can't really do it. That's a very clear example. Now I'm going to give an example, which is very confused because of the layers of it. There is a famous and very successful situation comedy in England called Dad's Army. And that's about a group of people who form a home guard division in the Second World War. They are being part of the civil defence forces. They are literally guarding the homeland. They're not going away to be soldiers. For various reasons, they can't do that. They might be ill. For the most part, they're a bit old. Or they might be in a reserved occupation. But they're not real soldiers, but they're having to behave as though they are. Now their leader, who is called Captain Mannering, because he's the captain of the Home Guard, really wants to be a very proficient and decorated soldier. However, in real life, he is not a soldier. He is a bank manager. And we're led to believe that he's a rather good bank manager. 
Now that's a really good example of how Commedia dell'arte works. There is someone who in real life has found their real role, that is, to be a bank manager. And I'm sure everybody goes to him as an expert and thinks what a good bank manager he is. However, his desire and objective is to be a soldier. And of course, for various reasons, he can't be one. And I would have thought the most obvious one is that he's too old. But, and it's a big but, that does not stop him trying. He runs his home guard team as though they were the best crack division in the war. He has a rivalry with the nearest other home guard division and he is always trying to impress the people above him. He is very strict with the discipline of his men. In fact, he's too strict. That's part of the humour. He is immaculately dressed and often his smartness is undermined by something that happens. We laugh at him most when in his pomposity and his arrogance we see him covered in mud or his hat suddenly in awry and the actor is brilliant at the way he disarranges himself. Now in the original Commedia dell'arte the character that we're drawn to is called Il Capitano and he is someone who is over elaborately dressed. He's like a Four Musketeers person. He has an exaggerated way of walking. He is bristling with various weapons, especially a very long sword. And we think that he is going to be a superhero. However, like the Duke of Plazatoro, if ever there is any chance of any fighting, he disappears in the opposite direction. He is the ultimate cowardly lion. Now for Captain Mannering, he is always being put in positions where his leadership is important. And the more he tries to lead, of course, the more everything goes wrong. Partly, of course, because, in fact, his men are not great at being followers. They are a wonderful shambles of men that he is trying to unite into a cohesive unit. But, of course, the more he does this, the more it all goes wrong. The genius of the storytelling is partly in the writing, which was done by a very established comedy team, but also in the performances, which are pitch perfect. Now, I said at the beginning of this episode that there was a confusing element in this, and that, of course, is that Captain Mannering wants to be a soldier. And, of course, he is Captain Mannering, but he's not a soldier. He's someone in the Home Guard. He has all the aspirations of being a soldier. He has the look and the language, and more importantly, the mannerisms, 
but in fact he isn't. I don't know enough about uh, Perry and Croft who wrote the episodes, in fact many series, to know if this was their decision, but in my own thought the fact that he is called Mannering means that they really have heightened his mannerisms. We hear his potential without seeing the outcome. Now the genius of Commedia dell'arte is also the genius of situation comedy, that's why it's so connected. If Captain Mannering did become a hero and a successful soldier, we come to the end of a plot. Anyone defined by their failure has to continue to fail. If they succeed, then the story comes to an end. I'm going to talk about other failures and failed characters in later episodes, but I can give an example of what I mean by this coming-to-an-end scenario if I quote the American situation comedy Friends. Now, by definition, all the characters in Friends are friends. I know, I had to sit up all night to think about that. And everyone goes on about the fact that in the middle of Friends, it slightly loses its way. And that is, of course, because they stop being friends and start being lovers. So, in fact, their definition of failure has gone. And what the writers had to do in the end was stop them being lovers and take them back to being friends. Another example is the British comedy Only Fools and Horses, where the lead characters are trying to get rich by being entrepreneurs. And in fact, at the end of one of the series, they do achieve riches. For the series to come back, they have to lose all their money so that we go back to the initial Commedia dell'arte principle of them being a failure. Does this mean that the characters are failures throughout their entire life? No, of course it doesn't. All it does boil down to is it has to be their main desire, their goal. Their objective, and for Captain Mannering, it's to be a soldier, and he never gets to be a soldier. But in other areas of his life, he is married, he has a successful job, he is well respected within the community. But that's not his dream. His dream is to be a superhero. Now, the term failed soldier refers to anyone who wants to be the leader of men. Another confusing double take on the name here, again written by Perry and Croft, is in the situation comedy Are You Being Served? where the person who is in charge of the department is called Captain Peacock. Now, he is obviously an ex-soldier who still wants to behave as though he is a soldier. His name, again, 
expresses an extravagance of dress. Peacocks display their feathers, and Il Capitano, in the original Commedia dell'arte, was extremely overdressed. Captain Peacock is immaculate in the way he is presented. He always has a flower in his buttonhole. Again, he wants to be the leader of his particular group of people. But because of their personalities, very often personality disorders, he cannot do so, but that doesn't stop him trying. That's the whole point of being defined by your failure. I'm sure you can think of many examples from comedies where someone is trying to be in charge and the whole thing goes wrong. That's always going to be grounded in the Commedia character of Il Capitano. Just thinking off the top of my head of various examples, obviously Basil Fawlty in Fawlty Towers tries to run the hotel as though he is in charge. All the Perry and Croft situation comedies are also based on Commedia dell'arte. So in Heidi High, the situation comedy set in a holiday camp, the person who is trying to be in charge is the person least in charge. Partly because his class and education make him almost an inappropriate choice for someone who's running a universal holiday camp. He has all the appearances and trappings of someone from public school, and he's dealing with people who probably left school at 14. He is out of his remit, he is in the wrong métier, and so therefore his language and everything do not match up with either his team or his customer base. I hope that makes some kind of sense, and next time we'll look at some of the other failure characters.